a time to harvest. The word harvest immediately takes me back to primary school when we had to bring canned goods and produce from home to give to the less fortunate. You knew it was a big deal because we'd have a special assembly that took weeks of preparation. Students brought their chairs from the classrooms to the quadrangle, and special guests were treated like royalty. My favorite was when the choir would sing, "It's harvest, it's harvest, it's harvest time again. It's harvest, it's harvest, it's harvest time again. So bring your pumpkin and watermelon, cassava and peas and corn. Thank, thank, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, again." <laughs> Fun times. As an adult, that whole ordeal now says one thing to me: harvest isn't for the benefit of one person. I was reminded how the residual income of one moment had a rippling effect, and I like it. I spent most of my Christian life reading my Bible and praying, in the hopes of getting something from God, be it for an answer, a blessing, or a colossal intervention. It was rarely, if ever, for the sake of just spending time with Him who I supposedly love. Because you know the thing about when people love you for real, they do things without you ever having to ask. For example, children often ask their parents for shoes because they want a particular pair, while a mother would look at a child's shoes and say, "These are due for an upgrade. No requests needed." Throughout my research, I found that seven laws govern. Harvest, but I want to highlight just four. First, the law of kinds: we reap the same kind of seeds we sow. Deeds are seeds, and they most certainly bear fruit. I learned this the hard way. It took me a long time to understand that I should not give what I don't wish to receive. Never mind, it was one of those things adults drilled into children: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Eventually, I grasped this concept and became more intentional about my words and deeds. Where I was mistaken was thinking everyone lived by this rule. Several botched relationships later, I was yanked from this delusion at the speed of molasses. However, this puts you in a place of not wanting to participate in the law of giving. Let me warn you: don't do that. Hashtag abort mission. The law of kinds is that we suspect where we sow is where we'll reap, and that's not necessarily the case. We may feel that as long as we love folks a particular way, they'll do the same, or if we keep giving our offering to the church, they may write us a check when in need. It could happen, but sometimes your seed of kind comes from an entirely different source. So when you give to the needy. Do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by men. I tell you the truth: they have received their reward, according to Matthew six and two. Secondly, we have the law of proportion: we reap in proportion as we sow. I'm sure I'm not alone in thinking. Man, what could I have done to deserve the longest series of unfortunate events in history? While that may be true, also consider this: researchers say that the average person speaks at least seven thousand words a day, and for people whose report card said they talk too much, go ahead and multiply that number by three. 
Now think, how many of those words tore down instead of building up? To further put this in perspective, let's say half. That would mean you sowed some three thousand five hundred seeds of misunderstandings and animosity. So, should you be surprised when you've extended no grace to people that it's now not extended to you? Hashtag clean up on aisle six. Paul puts it this way: Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please his spirit from the spirit will reap eternal life. Thirdly, we have the law of opportunity. We cannot change last year's harvest, but what we can do is something to improve this year's. There have been moments in my life when I said deal when I should have said no deal. One can easily slip down the. If I knew then what I know now, sinkhole. But what does that change? Nothing. Unlike the law of proportion, the law of opportunity permits for the "when you know better, do better" clause. As it states, we can improve going forward. Once you've learned that your mouth was the source of all your contention, I don't think you need any GCE to know that you need to start speaking something different. Not long ago, I focused more on my words than my actions. Then I realized I need to zero in on my stewardship. How was I investing my time, and how was I investing my money? I implemented two elementary changes. When it came to my time, I began tithing. That twenty-four minutes initially was what I spent with God. Eventually, that grew, but a starting point of consistency was the key. Then, when it came to spending, I asked myself one simple question: Do I need this, or do I want this? Easily enough, the need for survival is always the deciding factor. Even before all that, were the necessities covered? Luke states, "One who is faithful in very little is also faithful in much, and one who is dishonest in very little." Is also dishonest in much. Bottom line: If last year's strategy didn't work, switch it up, fam. You can keep doing the same thing, expecting something different, but you know what they say that makes you. Last but not least, the law of delayed returns. We reap in a different season than we sow. Before any tree bears fruit, it needs time to grow. That makes this law one of the most frustrating living in this here twenty-first century, especially when we got two-day shipping and same-day deliveries. Because let me tell you, nothing tests your anxiousness like a delayed package, and nothing tries your composure like a delayed flight. But that fruit you're eating today wasn't planted and harvested yesterday. In the natural, when we plant a seed, a date to harvest is calculated from the moment the seed hits the ground. Unfortunately, while you can put a time on when a tomato can ripen, you can't say when you'll reap your words and deeds. There is a process of growth that leads to the harvest. The development phase, known as germination, is sprouting a seed, spore, or other reproductive body after it has lied dormant. As the process unfolds, water absorption, time, chilling, warming, 
oxygen availability and light exposure may play a role in growth. Translation, what you choose to surround yourself with accelerates or delays your process. Paul explains it like this. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The question then becomes, are you positioned for growth? The fact remains and bottom line, there can be no harvest if there is nothing to pick. I mean, why would you even receive a harvest if you aren't willing to share? Ask yourself, what am I prepared to do with my increase? Hashtag check your motives. If you are truly honest, more often than not, your heart's posture is causing the delay. 